I'm Scott Schutte. And I'm Dr. Janine Steister. Welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Coach with the Jock and the Doc. We are here to disrupt some of the current thinking around how the fitness industry approaches clients. Our goal is to educate and inspire fitness professionals to get the results, income, hours, and career that they want and deserve. Our combined experience in education in psychology and fitness create a new insight on ways to become the ultimate coach. Welcome to the next episode of Becoming the Ultimate Coach. I'm the Jock, this is the Doc, and today we're going to talk about do this, not that, key strategies to replacement behaviors. So this is what we need for long-term success for our clients. So our number one, do this, not that, is we see a lot of people just tell you to stop doing things. So don't do that for your clientele, just telling people to stop you know, drinking or eating too much or not working out is not that helpful. The, the second thing is when we look at what works for us as coaches, we're like, well, well, I meal prep on Sunday. You know, I, I get up and I spend several hours going to the grocery store and making my food and prepping it all. That does work for some people, but just because it works for you isn't, doesn't mean it's going to work for all your other clients. So you got to understand like most of your clients, since you work in the, the gym, you are a professional, most of you are going to be in pretty good shape. They're going to think you're a little bit different anyway. So you got to understand like the strategies that work for you might not be the best ones that work for them. And the last one, this is one that the doc is really going to break down. This is one we talked a lot in previous episodes, and this is the most important. This is matching the replacements that we do for our clients to the root cause behavior. So what's ultimately making them want to do that. And the more we can do this, the more long-term success that we're going to have with our clients having those changes. So Janine, start to break this down. What are the root cause behaviors for the ones that are seeing this for the first time? And what are some good examples for um, replacements that work for people? Yeah. And part of this root cause thing, or, you know, Scott talked about like just saying, stop doing this or what clients are thinking that works for, that you, that works for you, that you're thinking maybe will work for your client. A big part of this mentally for us is we have to shift from just thinking of physicality or logistics, like, hey, stop doing that, or just go to bed a half hour early or whatever, is we have to really start to think about personality types, preferences, the way that they're wired, their environments, all of those type of things, and and then think about matching all of those good strategies that we have to that. So we like to call it the root cause strategies. You probably, the root causes, you probably heard us talking about this before. And again, we look at, and we call it EATS. So it's our escape, attention, tangible, sensory. So how does that play out in those common behaviors that folks typically are struggling with or end up being their high caloric offenders, things like that, or prevent them from moving? So alcohol is always one that we talk about because it's just so common with our clients in that there might just be a little bit extra of that seeping in on a regular basis or kind of the all or nothing approach for the weekends, things like that. So no matter how that's occurring, um, we need to look at the root cause of that behavior. And as I've said before, also thinking about it that it may have separate root causes. So alcohol, um, if I'm doing that in the evening and I'm doing it with a significant other, those types of things, then I might be doing that for sort of connection or what we call attention. So I'm connecting with you. So if that's why I'm drinking, then how can I do something else that creates that same connection but doesn't require that alcohol? Um, or at least much less of it, right? And so is that sharing uh, a movie that we both really like? Is it um, taking a walk with the dog and just catching up on the day? Um, Is it going and exploring something new? 
um, like taking dance lessons or just doing something fun together. What could that be? So having somebody remember and understand that, oh, this is why I'm doing that. And then how can we replace that? Because on the other hand, um, and I think you've talked about this before, Scott, is like a previous suggestion might have just been off the bat like, oh, you're drinking alcohol, why don't you drink some kombucha? It's tasty, it's a little healthier for you. And that's great if the reason that I'm drinking is for sensory, for that, for how it feels, it tastes good, things like that. Then yeah, give me something that's tasty as an equivalent and that might work for me. Another one might be, that um, I do it as a tangible thing. I work hard, I deserve this, things like that. And so I might be doing alcohol to um, just reward myself. And, and we all deserve that. One of the keys I do with that oftentimes is I try to match um, sort of the cost and ease of access. Um, so sometimes it's really easy to be like, oh, just go buy yourself some new workout clothes or whatever. But if that's $80 and um, I have to go to the store or it's going to take five days to ship versus my $15 bottle of wine, I might access that. So I need to match that with something that um, is similar price, similar ease that I can reward myself on a regular basis. So that would be an example of that. What are some caloric offenders that you see or some other behaviors that clients are exhibiting? So, so one of the things I really want to point out, and this is a talk I have with all my clients, is, is I think food, I think alcohol can enhance experiences. And um, we are all about having clients enhance experiences. So we're not saying that people need to cut this out completely. We're just trying to help clients where they have their big caloric offenders that are on a regular basis of how to, to knock that back a little bit. And, a lot of people can do this short term. We see it all the time. You see it all the time with all these different programs out there for you know 30 days where they're like, all right, we'll cut out alcohol completely. Then they go back to exactly the way they were before. And what we're talking about is more of this long-term, lifelong strategy of how do we find a replacement? And if we can find this replacement that feels um, kind of the exact same as it does for that alcohol, so I'm getting that escape or I'm getting that sense of sensory or tangible or whatever it is, but it's not adding calories to my, um, my day, it could actually be something like dancing where it's movement, where it's actually giving me more movement and helping me reach my goals, then that's what we're gonna have long-term success with. And that's what we're really trying to, to get in here. And we've talked about this before, your, your kind of new level one trainer is all about, okay, just cut it out. Again, it might work short, short term, it's very, it doesn't work long term. Your slightly higher, more educated trainer is trying to do replacements, but isn't really matching up the right one. And she used the kombucha one because that's a good one. It's like, okay, well, instead of the alcohol, let's have uh, the kombucha. And so for someone that's looking for something sensory and that fills that bucket, that might be a great fit for them. And so as a trainer, I'm like, okay, well, I have a good fit for this. So everyone that's coming in the evening and they're drinking alcohol, just tell them to drink kombucha. And so, you know, 10% of my clients get great changes and last long term and I'm like, well, I'm a great coach. It's just these other 90% of the people aren't doing what I'm saying. But the problem is we're not matching up the right thing. So that's the importance of like really kind of uh, breaking this down. And this isn't something like I have to figure out for the client, we figure it out together. Uh, we have a whiteboard when we're doing our weight loss behavior coaching. We break down, we write out our eats and escape, attention, tangible sensory. And we talk about this with the client. And most of them are like, oh yeah, I'm doing it because of escape. And then 
if it is the sensor, we it's more breaking it down, and Janine gets a lot into this of like, all right, what's the texture of it, and like, what do you really like about it? Is it salty? Is it crunch? Is it sweet? Is it ice cream? And so, to me, the sensory one's more of an easier one to replace because someone that's doing more like an ice cream, something cold or chocolate, like we use is the what are the bars called? Outshine. Outshine is a good example of it's um, you can get a chocolate flavored 70 calorie. I think it's pretty good. I keep them in my house. So like, hey, you want a treat in the, the evening and it's a sensory thing that works really well. But if it's someone that's it's more of a tangible or attention or escape, it might not be the right fit. So making sure that we're, we, we, we have a lot of different options to choose from. We're talking through with the clients on how to match these things up and then we can get long term success. Yeah, you mentioned snacking, for example, and one of the other things I want to highlight too is what is the duration of the behavior? So again, if I'm having, um, if, if I'm just sitting with a big bowl of chips at night and I'm just eating, it might take me two bites, maybe you one, but me two bites to get through a chip and then each chip, it might take me a while. And there's a lot of motoric components to that and, and it's crunchy and I'm going through, but it takes me a while to eat. Whereas I say, oh, you want a snack? Well, here's this really small like mini muffin I made. It might be good, might be healthy, but I pop it in my mouth and I'm done. It doesn't always create the same satisfaction. So the other thing we have to think of is how long the behavior is taking. Um, same thing if I'm drinking the alcohol. If I'm just having a glass, of, a couple of glasses of wine at dinner and it's done at dinner, what can I be doing during that amount of time that's also that connection or is the walk as long as we've been drinking the wine type of thing? Whereas if I'm drinking alcohol, let's say on the weekends for a big social thing and I'm with my friends for five hours, I'm tailgating and I'm doing all of these kind of things, I have to think about replacement behaviors or staggering. And you talked about this too, it's not an all or nothing thing. If you're with your friends for five hours, Maybe it's just reducing how much alcohol or alternating different drinks in between. So you're still drinking with your friends. It's not creating a big deal. You're just sort of staggering that. And by doing that, by default, you might be drinking half the alcohol and hence half the calories. So it's also just really thinking about, again, the nuances of how they're exhibiting those behaviors, the, the length, the texture, all of those things you talked about, and just having them think about it. Because sometimes people haven't even had those conversations with anyone but you. So part of this, to Scott's point, is you're exploring with them, and it may take several sessions to really kind of nail down some of this. And when we're working with clients, we're, you know, this is part of education on helping them kind of understand um, different things with, with exercise and nutrition, and then there's this guiding them and trying to help them find their path. But then after that, and they're starting to see success, it's, it's all about finding how do you make it easier, how do you make it more enjoyable for them? Because the, the more you can do that, the longer they're gonna stick with it, the better results they're gonna have. And that's ultimately what we're doing here with these replacements behavior, replacement behaviors, because it will be much easier for them, they will enjoy it, they will stick with the long term. So, uh, big takeaway here, um, be sure to talk with your clients, um, break down, these habits that you're trying to change, figure out how to match it up with the root causes, and you do that, you'll have long-term success. So, we'll see you next time.